right, good people, we are back. Um, so this topic actually came really due to some of the things that's been manifested in the news. And as you can see, it's another crispy brother here. Shout out to DA, part of the planning team, as you know. Um, so what we're going to talk through really is going to be a few things. Um, and it's going to be through the lens of legacy. It's going to be through the lens of inheritance. Um, even as I'm looking at this lens, like I want us to make sure that we focus on some of the financial aspects of this. Um, but it is a topic that is, it, it, I would say it covers a, a multitude of areas from sports to uh, um, athletic departments, colleges and universities, all these different types of infrastructures. And so even as we go through this, your lens is going to be through the infrastructure you're probably most proximate to. So as y'all know, well, no, no, you may not know. So, D.A., before we jump into this, tell the folks about yourself, what you do, and, uh, and, and, and who, you, uh, who you rock with. So, D.A. O'Neill, uh, born and raised Carrollton, Georgia. Um, specifically, as he mentioned, there's a lot of lenses in this topic we're going to discuss, but, you know, what I'm most proximate to is sports. Uh, went to Mississippi State, ran track there. Um, been around sports all my life. As for IMC. Rewind and, ja <laughs> and Jamaican music. Rewind. Hola, hola, hola. What are we doing? Uh, ran track at Mississippi State. There are some credentials. All. Yeah, all SEC. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah, all American honorable mention in the 4x4. Four four. Um, so, yeah, I did I. Right. Yeah, I yeah, right. yeah. So so it, it, it is helpful that even as we get into this topic, SEC, collegiate athlete. Power five. Power five, credentialed. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's a level of commitment and execution. You know, when you are recognized, that means you're doing something different, right? And there's a level of excellence. And so I ain't want to cut you off, but I, I felt like that. that was important. Nah, I received <laughs> that because I mean that that was my intro into into school. Like there was no five two nine, you know, something set up. It was like, you gonna scholarship or right. I'm gonna get a job. Well, shout out to even jump okay, five two nine. So real quick for those that Heard the letters, but didn't know what it what that meant. A five twenty nine is a bucket um, in which you could put money into for your children or for really yourself. That is for uh, education, right? And so you you have the ability to essentially set that money aside. It can be invested, and you can pull that money out with some tax benefits if you use it for school. So as Da mentioned, there's households and people that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to school. I got a 529. I got money in there. I'm just going to pull money out. You know, so um, most black families may not even know what that is. And so sports, athletics typically is going to be the route to college. Myself, I got a football scholarship. All right, anything, worry about school. I'm, hey, I'm trying to play ball, go to the league, baby. <laughs> All right, so uh, as you can see, um, you may say, man, he got a crispy jacket, too. Of course, yeah, he went to squad. IMC all day. So what you what you do with us? Look, I was about to say we started talking about money, so that was a perfect intro um, to what we do. And, you know, we could sit here for an hour and just talk about what we do because it's, it's so many variations of how we help people and work with people. But in a nutshell, we, we help create financial solutions for people in all tax brackets. Yep. Um, my specific uh, hats as it relates to the team is – Defensive planning specialist, so anything revolving around protection, protecting your defense, so insurance, life insurance, income protection, long-term care, estate planning, just making sure that you got a strategy in place um, for when you're no longer here or if worst-case scenario happens. And so yeah. 
yeah that and then uh you know we got some great projects going on around financial education so i'm a um, certified financial educator and i do in-person instruction help with training and, and among other things in that realm yeah so as you heard uh the term hat was plural multiple hats and so from the defensive planning aspect even when you think about insurance um no one uh goes to a football game and just watch the offense plays like yo we gotta see what defense is doing make sure we win um so it's very important and life-changing conversations that is has been facilitated for a long time and then as well uh one of our lead facilitators with our financial freedom project um as y'all know that is a project that we have deployed in classrooms uh elementary middle and high school and so there's a lot of moving parts to that as well um, all right, Big D. So this is what we're going to get into. Right. And shout out Chick-fil-A, not open on Sundays. Um, and yeah, I don't know if they do sponsors, but, you know, hey, I know I'm not the Peach Bowl. Come on. You man. know what I'm saying? Well, hey, we can make some shade, Dan. Um, <laughs> all right. So they say, all right, they've been, we're going to talk about this topic. We're going to talk. All right. It's Ed Reed. Let's just let's get right into it. It's Ed Reed. Um, unfortunately, there has been some news that we've seen in regards of his status in the relationship with Bethune-Cookman University and this, his coaching status um, uh, with the football team. Now, if you're saying, Ed Reed, Ed Reed, Isaac, who is that? I always want to be, we got, we got folks all across the country that listen to us. So Ed Reed, let me look at my notes now. Ed Reed played football for the Miami Hurricanes. Now, this was in 2001. 2001. <laughs> now, you know, going to catch you at 30 for 30. Yeah. There's a 30 for 30 where you can figure out what happened during that time. And you'll see what type of cloth he comes from when it pertains to the style of play, style of communication, uh, and why some of the things I'm going to articulate afterwards is, is what it is. He's a leader. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, twice named a, a, a All-American, spent a majority of his professional year um, career with the Baltimore Ravens. And so, of course, at the Ravens, we all know the Ravens, when Ray Lewis and you just saw that sea of folks wearing black, it was scary. It was If he was on offense, you didn't want to see them, right? And so um, just a, a, a legend in itself. Uh, selected as Defensive Player of the Year. I believe he was drafted first round as, as yeah, well. Yeah, he was drafted first round. Um, and I'm just speeding through this so we could get to the element. But this is the situation. One of the things, unfortunately, with HBCUs, as we've seen in the news, as we've seen just in general, um, and, and really in, in totality when we think about the business model of colleges and universities, because at the end of the day, college and university, it takes money to be able to run that entity, right? You have space in which these kids are living. You have meals that you have to provide. You have landscape that you have to upkeep. There is, uh, they have a water bill. They have a power bill, right? Like there, are, there is. You didn't even say tuition. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so there's a number of things that the tuition covers that allows the student to be able to experience whatever educational experience that they're supposed to have it at um, there. Then you have folks like, you know, me and DA that's like, all right, school is cool, but sports brought me here. Yeah. Like, I, I know you call me a student athlete, yeah, but I call me an athlete student. Yeah. Right. Strong. <laughs> right. yeah. I met the coach before I met the president. That's usually how it goes. Um, but with this situation, you know, there was a lot of uh, curiosity 
of the future of the types of coaches that HBCUs could receive um, once Dion transitioned to Colorado. Then there's this excitement that Ed Reed, Hall of Famer, legend, one of the best to do it uh, in the secondary is now going to Bethune Cookman. Um, when that news originally came out, what were what were your thoughts? Mm. So let me take a step back uh, and just say this: when Dion, when the news broke that he was going to Colorado, there was some excitement. Like I'm happy for him because I know what he can go do on a larger scale. But it was like, man, I kind of wish he would have been. Jackson a little bit longer because I, I saw where it was going. So when I first heard that um, Ed Reed was going to Bethune, it was like, okay, there's a there's a torch that's been passed, and there'll be some more guys. Because, again, when you say Dion is the best cornerback, it's almost hands down. If you ask people that really know about football, mm-hmm. what does Ed Reed rank as a safety? Some may say number one. Mm. So I think it's the aspect of when you got somebody experienced that has been there and has done these things, they can go show me how to do it. There's a level of, like, again, curiosity that comes with, okay, I want to go see what how he would do in this situation as well. Right. And that's, a, and that's a good point because, you know, one of the one of the excitements about Dion coming to Jackson State that we all loved, and we mentioned this in our first episode, was just on the heels of George Floyd, there was this appetite of our culture to exist in a way that was unapologetic. And Dion did that, yeah. swagged out, you know, very confident, and he walked the talk, you know. And so just as you mentioned, it's just like, all right, we saw that blueprint. We've seen him walk it and talk it. Now let's see it at this level with this with this type of authority and responsibility. Um, and I think everyone else was excited about it. All right, so the announcement is there. Uh, for those that are on social media, um, um, and, and and I think it's good to note as well that prior to, um, you know, the minutiae of the topic we're going to get into, um, there is a process we at least have to discuss when it pertains to the hiring process, right? And so with this situation, um, Ed Reed actually wasn't hired yet, but they had an agreement that he was going to be the coach, so prior to paperwork being solidified, contract being uh, um, in place, another, uh, come on now, <laughs> Ed said, well, let me go ahead and get started, yeah. right? Now, typically, now y'all know, <laughs> if you got a job and they say, all right, you're going to start next week, you be like, I can start today <laughs> with no pay. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Just let me roll up my sleeves and go to work. Right, right. You know what? Hey, you know, next week I'm going to come in right now. Like, you know we ain't going to pay. It's all right. I love this. No, you don't. go through. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't even gave you my ACH information yet. So the, um, that's why y'all need to have a bank account, direct deposit. Um, The, um, he made the decision to say, okay, we're going to go ahead and um, start tapping in. So I'm going to connect with these students. Uh, um, start connecting with other athletes that may want to come here. Um, I'm pretty sure they were able to like survey the campus and things of that nature. But now he is becoming more exposed to some of the situations that um, are impacting the environment that he is about to live in for the next X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see anything in regards of um, kind of like the immediate reaction of what he saw on campus. Like, what, what, what's your thoughts around that? 
So the, my I saw I saw a live, I saw a live, and he was he was showing what they were doing, but he was also expressing his uh, disappointment in the environment that he was in. And I I, I remember laughing, thinking, Prime. I mean, not Prime, but uh, hey, don't don't do it like that on live. That's good. That's good. Let's go. Okay. So, this is good. This is good. <sighs> All right. So the question is, whenever something you're passionate about pains you, how do you communicate it? Mm. Not how do you communicate it to share your pain. How do I communicate it to get it solved? Yeah, right? Good. Right? Unfortunately... So going to the video, let me not get too deep. Going into the <laughs> video, it communicated the pain of what he saw. Trash everywhere, the 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 condition of certain buildings. Let me let me back up. I didn't see this, but there was there was trash in the video <laughs> from the lens that it was displaying and they were showing the areas that they had to clean up. Now, I believe that there was some comments in a video that triggered a response because he shared it and there was some backlash on like, well, why would you put that out there? Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's, it's, it's kind of like um, those that said that, like, yo, I just invited you to my house and you opened the door and showed everybody that I ain't took the trash out yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Man, hold on, bro. Keep that amongst us. Or at least tell me you about to take it out. Well, I don't know. But there was a reaction to where folks were upset that he said something. And then he got back on Instagram. And uh, and that's when he was a little colorful with his words. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. But it was passion. Mm -hmm. He didn't care less about the words. He was thinking about them kids. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately there was a misinterpretation of his passion because it didn't allow them to see the solution because of the way it was communicated. Yep. And so there was an offense that was taken. And, and I think what it does, it forces us to start thinking about how did we get here? Mm -hmm. What is the process? How, like, how do we get here and what is the process? What, what, did you see some of the conditions like they were mentioning when it pertains to like the football team and the players? Like, what did what did you see on that? Yeah, and and I don't want to go too far because I was going to bring up the fact that please do the short amount of time he hadn't even been hired, but you have kids that have spoke on impact that has happened in a short amount of time. But the the athletes, the student athletes, um, with interview they were Roland Martin interview, but they mm. talked about using the same helmets mold, having to wash their own equipment. I played football. I'm not putting on his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, nah. And you just used it, you know what nah. I'm saying? Like, nah, like, and then the chin strap made me look, no, man, no, nah, I need you like to spray dangling, that with some, yeah, you know, spray that with some rubber alcohol, bro. Right. right. Nah, it, it, it is a, it is a, one of the things that he said, he was like, man, Prime was right. Hmm. And, and, I, and, and I think the comment is tied to the conditions of the resources. And as I mentioned, 
starting out, one of the things that we were talking about was inheritance. What are you inheriting? Um, um, because unfortunately, those football players, those athletes, they were inheriting items um, that did not reflect the condition or the excellence of the university or really the area in which they're currently in. And um, or they just didn't have enough items. Right. Like, hey, we got 50 bodies. We got 30 helmets like that's just. It. So what is some of the underlining issues? So one question is, how do colleges and universities make money? Another question is, what is the difference in the business model between a publicly funded school and a, private. and a privately funded school? But through equipment, it's private. So there may not be, you know, state resources, federal resources that other colleges, specifically HBCUs, and they've already been underfunded, um, that they have access to. No excuse. No excuse. No excuse. Um, at all. Because um, you got this thing called alumni that should be supporting. Um, but I think the biggest thing as we think about Ed Reed in this situation, and as you know, we like to tie this back into money, what is it that you have control over, authority over, ownership over that is going to be passed down? What is it that is could be deemed valuable but based off of the condition of it is going to dictate its value mm. that could be passed down, yeah. right? And so, unfortunately, with the lack of, we'll just say, consistent communication, there has been an institution or university that has created valuable people. Bethune-Cookman, that is a, come on, come on now. Hey, that's Mary now. Hey, now. Hey, hey. You got some legendary Legend, folks, yeah. heroes and sheroes. Um, so it's nothing on the institution itself. It's probably more so on the people that are responsible. And so, and my, man, I, I actually would like Eric. Would you? I actually, I hope, I hope, I hope they bring them back. I hope they bring them back. But unfortunately, you know, I don't know the sequence of decisions. I don't know if this is on the athletic director. I don't know if this is on the president, because he's the interim president. Right. I don't know if this is, who has the decision to say, bring him back? So to that point, I don't have the answer to that question, but what my curiosity has grown over the course of the past week since this started on Saturday is you've heard from administration, you've heard from Ed, you've heard from student athletes, you've heard from student body, mm -hmm. you've heard from parents. And all five have a different, mm -hmm. different perspective. Yep. Right. So I can tell you about being a student athlete. I can tell you about athletics. What I can't tell you about is how administration works. Mm -hmm. Right. I can I can talk about the importance of your parents feeling comfortable with where you're going. Mm -hmm. So you can tell there's not much communication because they're yeah. all on the same page. So how like. Where do you go to make sure that they that the communication is streamlined, that we're on the same page? Because you get five stories. It ain't a good look. <laughs> ain't it, when the when the interim president says, "Yeah, I, I, I meet with the student leaders uh, frequently," and they get on and say, "Man, we ain't talked to them since August." August. Well, hold on, wait a minute. Numerous attempts. Yeah, hold on. Oh, all right. Uh, so th there is this misfire that unfortunately. <laughs> has, has uh, also 
you know, created some curiosity on like, are y'all communicating consistently? But think about this. Even though the style of communication may have been not of choice of the college or university, the main individuals that's going to let us know if what he's saying is consistent or not, it's going to be them students. I ain't heard one say he's been lying. So I do think that this does bring light to um, those that we deem as family mm-hmm. and how we welcome right. others into family, um, but not take offense when there's opportunity to grow, right? Because really it was an opportunity. Yep. And unfortunately, the way the opportunities was communicated to the public did not allow the uh, alignment on how we're going to solve the problem, which means that there was something happened in this process. Administration, there was something in this process that the circle could not be completed. And, and, it, was, and it was prior to any paperwork. Prior, come on, man. So you know where his passion was. You know, it's two things with money. We could tell you what's important to you, by looking at your calendar and your bank statements, where you spend your time and where you spend your money. Bro was there prior to contract and getting paid and spending money on them kids. They were important to him. Um, and I think that his passion um, and his purpose, because he's been doing this. Check out the Ed Reed Foundation. He's been doing this 15 plus years. Like, Ed been doing this this way. Yeah. What's the problem? Fix it. The infrastructure of the university is the element that I believe Prime was getting a better understanding of while he was at Jackson State. And it may not have been as progressive as Jackson State at Bethune-Cookman. And so when trying to move something at the speed. So I I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, Because you think about, you know, we work in financial services. We don't have on suits right now. We don't have on ties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you have things when it when it comes to etiquette, right? You hear the yeah. term "dress like the job you want," mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and growing up, it's a certain way to do things, certain way to say things. So when you think about that, and you think about impact, right? Because we've seen where somebody may look the part, but like, where are the results? Where are the impact? Absolutely. So when it comes to etiquette versus impact, what are your thoughts on just? Because things, cha- things are changing. You better say something, D.A. Right? It's, it's not you got to look this way to do this. If you're getting the job done and you're accomplishing something, like people 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 lean into that now. Mm. Right? And it's, it's a transition. It's changing. So just what are your thoughts on, on that aspect? Because, you know, what you hear from leadership is, you know, he had played music with curse words in it. Or you're not supposed to put this on a video. Like, I get not letting anybody into your house, but those are things you may say to a you know seventeen year old. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on on that versus the impact that when you talk to the student body, you see a protest going on? That's that's undeniable, right? Right. So right. What are your thoughts on etiquette versus impact? Yeah. I, look. So Da knows this about me, I, especially who we who we glean from as well. Words are seeds. So. I wanted to look up the definition of etiquette. So it says the customary code of polite behavior in society or among members of a particular professional group. Um, and we all, no, you may not know. So that's etiquette. And let's look at impact definition. It's an excellent question. Um, the action 
<laughs> you can stop. <laughs> <laughs> the action uh, of one object coming forcibly into contact with another. Um, etiquette versus impact. <sighs> to your to your point, etiquette has become less of a priority on how we deem what is impactful mm-hmm. because of the, in my opinion, the way the world has shifted out of the normal way of making money. Prime example. Like, so typically, so etiquette would be go to school, get a job, get a pension, white picket fence, right? Things were changing financially in regards of how you can make money. Now you have more folks starting businesses, then you have more folks getting into different industries that like, now I actually didn't go to school. Now I actually, I actually dropped out. Well, I actually studied in history, but I'm in banking. Like it, hold on, what? Like the equation wasn't, yeah. the math wasn't mathing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, what? Hold on, he got a V-neck on. Hold on, no, 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 no. Steve Jobs wearing the same clothes every day. I ain't seen him in a button now yet. Come on. Like, what, what, what we doing? Mark Zuckerberg. I think he still got the same T-shirt from high school he T-shirt wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's... So, now, impact. So, etiquette, etiquette is this recognition, in my opinion. There... There is, there is, I could see etiquette playing a role in recognizing a culture that uh, is welcoming you, right? So if I go to another country and etiquette is to take your shoes off before you walk into the house, yeah. I'm gonna practice that, yep. you know what I'm saying? But if it's for industry specific type or, oh, in order to do this, you gotta, no, nah, I'm cool on that, bro. Like, what's the, what's the impact? Cause you look that way, but you ain't doing nothing, you know. And so, um, but there is this balance. <laughs> because, like you said, I'm like, dang, I'm with Ed 100 percent on the impact he is going to make on kids' lives. But there is this balance of etiquette on how you communicate to ensure your impact isn't disrupted based off miscommunication. You know what I'm saying? And the miscommunication can be misinterpreted because of the etiquette. Yep. So it's something that you don't ignore, you just don't give it authority. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I don't ignore the fact that we're talking about money and typically they got ties and buttons on. We got those too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we just don't give it authority. Yeah. We're more lying on that impact. So I think, I think the, it's a good question. I think that's something that we always gonna have to measure because impact, one of, one of the words that on the definition that I don't want to gloss over is violent. Mm. It doesn't have to be violent physically, but it may be violent mentally. So the impact you're looking to make in regards of like the issue you're looking to solve and a problem you're looking to solve, it, it gives you so much stress that it seems violent. That's why you, you come with so much passion. That's why I feel it. Cause these kids would get murdered if they had nothing else to do. Or get locked up. Back to what we talked about, black kids when it comes to sports is it's more than just a game. Sometimes it's survival. It's a, where are we about to go in eight minutes? 
is to make sure these kids don't go back to where they were, jammed up. Eight minutes. <laughs> In eight minutes. And won't play about that. Straight up. So I, I, I felt it. I was just like, oh, you should, oh, you should say that to me. <laughs> but when you share that yeah. publicly, we'll just, you know, and he, he acknowledged it. He was like, I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. But it was just the, it, it, when you get stirred up yep. and you use your own resources, and it seems like those that are here for the kids may not be operating in their best interest. Man, that fits are gone. You know. Now we're what and I know the president said Christian University. Well, I think I think this is a great opportunity to display your principles, but also reflect love and grace at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Don't so go script. Don't go script, we'll see, though. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what, what happens. Um, all right, I did say eight minutes, so they'd probably be like, all right, I'm gonna count eight minutes from now, buddy. Gonna be later than that. <laughs> um, any any closing remarks? Anything? Again, we're gonna be doing a lot more of these, y'all. So just just hold on yeah. to your seatbelt. I just I just hope it gets resolved for the betterment of all parties involved, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody has to move forward. You don't want this to turn into a situation where people are. Um, shying away from attending Bethune Cookman, you don't yeah. want the, pro, the sports programs to go down, and you also want it to be able to rebound, rebound from this because you can tell he's he's bothered by it. Yeah, you know, he's in. It's, some people may say he, it's emotion, but it's pain. You know. Yeah. Um, even I heard a gentleman on his team trying to speak for him, and he like he he, <laughs> he kept going back to the camera, and it was just like he's hurting. So yeah. I I just wish all parties involved. Yeah. You know, get this figured out. Absolutely, and I and I'm and I'm thinking about those kids that oh, I didn't even mentioned the kids. It's all good. Wow. They, it, 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 those that look because if if Prime and, or Ed Reed, and I can name a few other athletes, they say, "Hey, we finna go to Prairie View. We finna go to Miles College. We finna go to we finna say we mm -hmm. say no more. Let's go do it." And you just saw what Prime just did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. one of the things about athletes, like athletes that they know they're dogs, like okay. All this, this aspect of like being like you're, you're the person you looked up to is now your coach. That's different. Yeah. Usually it's like, man, if I could get one workout with him. Yeah. If I could meet him. <laughs> Period. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and so the fact that, you know, they have the ability to spend time with these young men, those that have been in their seats, they know that they are going to be more of a father than they are a coach. Yep. And so those kids that said, I'm with you, coach. It's a whole different part. It's a, right there. Too. Right. Like, just because you can go so much deeper into that. And even the aspect of, like, let's talk about the scholarship situation. If I've signed a letter of intent, I don't even know who my coach is. I may not be able to leave now. Yep. Or yep. place that I might have gone to instead, they fill that spot. Yep. So, and I, that's where I, when he speaks on that, I'm like, man, I feel you. Because he said, I got eight kids that came because of me. Come on, man. Their parents trusted me. Mm -hmm. So, like, where do we go from here? Right. Where do those kids go from here? That's so. exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, y'all. So, look, we got to get to work. Um, and it, this is work, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thinking it. But we'll, 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 we'll follow up with some more. Make sure y'all subscribe. Um, stay tuned. Tell a friend. Um, and then if there's any, like, additional topics you want us to wrap on because, yep. you know, there is – there comments. Absolutely. There's, there's always a money residue um, in every situation. Yep. Right. And so it could be from politics. Uh, of course, there's money in business. It could be in sports. It could be in college or university. It could be in education. It could be and you name it. Right. Like even on different history lessons, the question is, all right, but who paid for all that? Yep. 
Be, that's what we're talking about right now. You find that answer. You, you'll find the truth a lot of times. Absolutely. Because everything that he brought up was money related. Yeah. The condition of the building, his office. all So money plays a role in our life. We just can't let allow it to play the, um, the <laughs> have the, the major role. Um, I heard, uh, I was listening to Dame Dash earlier, and then we'll slide. He said, um, he weren't yelling, y'all. Um <laughs> Dame Dad said, and I'm paraphrasing Dame, so forgive me, but ultimately he said, you know, I'll show you a poor person that says that their wealth is in money. He said, my wealth is in spending time with my family. Come on. Like, it just, if you think your wealth is just in money, you're poor. Oh, yeah. And if you talk to people who really have money, money provides resources, but yeah. the things that give you true peace, um, it's not vol- isn't it? yeah yeah because most people that have money don't know themselves yeah. and so, um, yeah. but that's why we can't give money authority, right? And so, what is it? Self worth is greater than net worth. So y'all be good, stay planning, subscribe, and we'll holla at you. Higher, higher.